Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. That's a pretty common phrase, even unbelievers would be familiar with it, but we believe that Jesus is not just Lord, he's not just in charge, Jesus is God. Not just ruling as a Lord would, but ruling as God himself, that's a less common phrase. But because we believe this, we believe that Jesus is everything that God is, and God is everything that Jesus is. This means that the Jesus who walked the earth is the same glorious and powerful God who gave Moses the law at Mount Sinai, they are one and the same. This being the case, Jesus, the man, is also the divine law giver. And because of that, he has the right to explain what God's law means. Lots of teachers did this, of course, and still do, but Jesus seems to do this with an unusual authority. He doesn't just teach on what God's word says or how to apply it to life. Jesus teaches on God's intention when the law was given. Since Jesus is God, of course, he has the right to do this, and we should take it seriously when he's explaining. The Sermon on the Mount continues in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 26, which says, You've heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown in prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. In yesterday's verses, Jesus made clear that he doesn't come to abolish the law, but he's explaining it here on a deeper level. He takes the commandment, and then he takes the commandment much deeper. Obedience to God is not just about the right actions, but it is also apparently about the heart. So he starts with murder. Murder is obviously horrific, but God's standard is not just don't kill someone. Murder usually flows from anger, and so Jesus seems to be saying deal with the anger that's there, not just the murder itself. Saying raka is a problem. Raka literally means empty head. It's an old Aramaic way of saying idiot. It could get you sued at that time, but Jesus notes that it also can put your salvation in jeopardy. That's a much scarier thought. Cursing your brother is something that God takes seriously, and we are to be very watchful of our words. And our relationships with one another are also crucially important to him. If you're coming to worship and you remember you're in conflict with somebody, Jesus says, leave your gift and go reconcile first. Now, the implications of this are actually quite staggering. God wants your reconciliation as a higher priority than your worship. And of course, we know he wants and desires our worship, but he makes the priority reconciliation first. So that should say something to us about how important this is to him. And since worship was and is a weekly event, it also means that we should not be letting things fester. Every week, we should be checking our hearts and checking our relationships and fixing what needs to be fixed. This should be a regular practice for us. 
Settle matters quickly with your adversary, Jesus also says. Actively seek reconciliation. Don't throw yourself into the court system. You can make peace on your own. This is in line with what he's already been teaching, but he adds the practical side of this, which is that it'll just probably go better for you if you can settle ahead of time anyway. There are numerous benefits to peaceful relationships, both spiritual and practical, and it's something that the New Testament teaches on over and over again. So today, reflect on this teaching and take a look around your life. Do you need to reconcile with anyone before you come to the Lord and worship? Is there anybody that you need to reach out to before you bring your worship to Him? Let's take the words of Jesus here seriously. And if we do need to reconcile, let's indeed reach out and seek that reconciliation. If they won't come back towards us, if they won't meet us on it, that's okay. We can't make someone do something, but we can do everything we can on our end. So let's take steps in that direction today.